You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 613 for uh, recorded on January 10th, 2016. Today brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Yeah, 2017. Hi, welcome to it. <laughs> Woo. Hey, everybody. It's and none Deep. of us died. All right. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of World White Roof Radio. Wow. You guys are going to have to hunt around for some black roof here in a little bit when we're done. I'm not kidding. I'm going to post this one. Anyway, uh, we're here talking about Mini Coopers. This is 2017. Everybody's back. Full crew. I mean, full crew tonight. We've got <clears throat> Todd's with us as always. Todd, say hi. I am I am here and I'm trying to catch it. We're all kind of mostly sort of sick. Um, the good Reverend is uh, taking a break from his shop duties from Detroit Tune. Detroit Tune.com. Mr. Chad Miller's joined us. Thank God. Yes, Alex is here. Hi guys. Alex is getting bumped up in the rotation um, because Gabe's here. Boom. Gabe's here. Hello. There, there he is. Hi. And uh, joined once again by Mr. Brian Dallas from Ride Bikes Radio as well. Brian, say hi. Hello. Yeah, good. Wow. Yeah. Party of six. Party of six. Is he riding a bike while we're podcasting? Right? Yes, he is, actually. He's on his uh, he's on his trainer riding Zwift through the city of London. There we go. A full yeah. bag of six podcasters. Yes. And we're here. We are going to talk about <laughs> Mini Cooper stuff for you on this fine evening, like we like to do. I'm hoping Gabe gives us a, a little bit of his take on the Countryman. I hope Gabe can share with us a little bit about what the next company car is going to be. Yes. Yes. Who's excited about that? That's, and and, and I, don't, I just want to. Uh, we're saving it for we, this. Is, have, this is the teaser portion of the show, Gabe. Keep that in mind. No, I just. I, this is, that's exactly right. Yeah. Where I'm going with this TV is just simply to tease out the fact that I have a full show for you guys tonight. <laughs> wow. I don't even want to know what that means, Alex. Don't no look. One, don't no look up full show either. I'm not gonna Google that, right? Yeah, and then that's, and that's, okay. and then and then Todd's done a bunch of research to throw at all you haters who keep saying the mini's too expensive. We're gonna get to all that plus God knows what else here in just a minute. Before we do, let's start reminding you guys about some sponsors here underneath the white roof, right? <clears throat> Um, let's start off like we like to do with our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. I keep telling you guys, you, first of all, you need to sign up for the email newsletter from OutMotoring.com. You, you, most of you probably get it, but 2017, make it, make this the year that you actually just start getting the OutMotoring.com email newsletter and you stop texting me for the coupon codes because <laughs> I'm just going to start saying no. Sorry. So go over to motoring.com, get it, get subscribed. It's not that not that rough. Um, and then <clears throat> once you do get, get subscribed, you get to find out all the really cool stuff that Aaron's got going on. So, for example, uh, upper stress bars, done. What else has he got going on? Black LED taillights. And this is the way to black out your taillights, too, by the way. Don't ever tint your back taillights. If you do, I'm personally going to come and punch you. Uh so stupid so stupid but if you do them like this the black led lights where it's black on the back but you can still see the lights those look sharp that's how you want to do it you know who's got those oh aaron he's got them over at motoring.com and right now they're even on sale pretty rad um there's a whole bunch of stuff that's on sale don't even need a discount code you're going to save up to 64 percent. like a whole bunch of personal items very cool stuff grill pieces the the chrome black grill trim that you guys like the jcw bits even He's got all those. And who here among us hasn't lost a wheel arch to a car wash? 
raise your hand. That doesn't do an audio <laughs> podcast. Um, <clears throat> Hands up. Aaron's got those. Aaron's got those all day long for less than 40 bucks. I mean, that's what you're going to pay at the dealer's parts desk. Actually, you'll probably pay a little bit more. Aaron's got you covered. He's got all your parts. He has all the replacement hardware that you need, those crazy little plastic screws that always break and the, the little snap-together bits that you always that always snap and get all messed up. And he's got all of those, and you can just order, like, one at a time. It's awesome. Go over there. Check it out, outmotoring.com. Um, and don't forget too. One of the nice things about Out Motoring, we really love him. Is he's been a he's OG sponsor of White Rufredo and Motoring File, um, pretty much since day one, right? So he's always been here okay, supporting yeah. us. So at least you guys can do is go over and help support him, adding like two thousand new items every month of all the things that you need for your mini or for yourself that's mini related. Go over there, check it all out, please, if you would be so kind. And that, of course, those are friends over at OutMotoring.com at Mini Performance Speed and Speaker and handle trim in Athrocyte. That's outmotoring.com. How about some of that news music for 2017? Oh, there you go. I'll be right back. I gotta go peel the uh, tail lights. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? No, it's not. <laughs> could be. That, that could be. be. That could be. Alex, are you on? Um, are you on show topic duty tonight, sir? I can be on show topic duty, yeah. You, you know what? I'm finding I'm there show is title. a show title. flaw in this website. Oh, are you talking about the configurator? Chad's looking yeah. at the configurator. Yeah, there's 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 more than one. There's one. There's uh, like if I wanted to like, I put the JCW exterior packages in there and I decided to remove it. It then changes the color of the car. So I go yeah. back and change the color car. It puts the JCW package back in. It, like you do that with anything, and it still keeps. Like, there's no, like, refresh, start over thing. Like a, it's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed with the configurator that when you configure a, a Cooper S Countryman, um, not the all four, just the Cooper S Countryman, it looks like you can actually get it with a manual transmission when, in fact, at launch you can't. You cannot. You cannot. So you know what makes you – know what makes gr- Which great, I tweeted to um, MiniUSA and they replied radio. back to me on that. What's that? Six guys configuring minis. Oh. <laughs> yep. For real. So, I mean, this is, like, awesome. So, hang on. I'm almost done. But the, no, I don't want that. The answer, the Wait. answer DBT question is that the Cooper S will be available eventually. Eventually with the manual, right? Should, yeah. Should we should we talk about Because, I mean, I think, I think there's obviously some news to talk about. But maybe we start with the configurator. Yeah, let's start and, with the configurator. And, I like it. Countryman. Yeah. Because, yeah, so so – so Todd, do you want to continue with that? Um, yeah. So this is this is very similar to uh, um, when the JCW came out last year. It was offered just with the uh, automatic transmission. The manual was <clears> available for first. I want to say six or eight weeks. Right. Um, maybe even longer than that before it came out. And it was just a it was a production thing and a, and a uh, product availability thing. And so basically, <clears throat> you can get the manual on every it's standard on. The Cooper, the Cooper All Four, and the Cooper S All Four, but not the Cooper S. I, I don't know. That it's sounds like it might be a like a supply yeah. issue. Yeah, there's there's something about that that's that's fishy, but it's <clears throat> it's legit and it's not going to be forever. People can just stop freaking out about it. I'm gonna freak out about it. Yeah, I think I think there are people, and I, I will say that like it's 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 the kind of thing that's worth freaking out about in terms of just like. Holy shit! It's a mini, and wait, what? There's only an, uh, an an automatic. Like, if you don't have motoring file or whatever to go to, to to figure this out, like I can imagine it could be a little bit confusing. But Todd, to your point, the reality is 
Minnie would never allow that. Uh, right. You you know we 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 know Minnie pretty well, Minnie USA specifically, and they're pretty dedicated to the manual transmission uh, across every variation of the product. So it will be coming. It's it is just a production um, issue right now. So well, it, it it should be momentary. Here's the thing right now. Here's the the benefit I guess if you look at it is that the uh, <clears throat> automatic the the difference between the Cooper S and the Cooper S all four is only 500 bucks. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's only a $500 price difference. Yeah, it's 500. Now, granted, you don't get the automatic transmission in the all four as standard. So, so right. can I, a, I'm going to ask a stupid question. So the price that I see in the configurator right now is including the automatic transmission. Is that true? Yes, That's correct. That's correct. So if, so if I order the manual from my dealer, it's actually Less. Yeah, the price is probably going to change. I think they accounted for it for now, just to make. I mean, and you can go back to Motor and File and take a look at the original price. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not doing that as we speak and doing the math, but I suspect that um, there's a difference there. Yeah, it is more, and some people said it is more, and <clears throat> that's the reason why. Yeah. That is so. Me. That so it, it it begs the question. Um, to all six of us here how would we spec our countrymen well i tell you right now todd and i are on the same page with this one so i'm gonna let todd speak for me um and we'll let everybody else go well and, and here's the thing let's let's preface this except for color that's the only difference between I, todd and i i looked at a lot of the uh, comments over at motoring file on the post about the countryman configurator because now it's the the first opportunity people get to build this thing and say this is how much my dream countryman's going to be if you will Right. Right. And everybody's going, oh, my gosh, I built one and it was almost forty thousand dollars. <laughs> and I go, OK, so I go in and I build, you know, a countryman S the way I'd want to. And I think it was the all four because of the, the manual thing. And I came up with thirty six and change. It was like thirty six, eight, thirty six, nine, something like that. And that, that was that, pretty. That's pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. I had, I had tech. Um, the car comes with everything else you need. It's got heated seats. It's got LED headlights. Um, it's got backup camera. Uh, and if you put the technology package in, you get the head-up display, you get navigation, and I think I added the automatic uh, tailgate, the automatic you know, you know boot. Oh, so uh, the premium package. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I thought it was pretty reasonable, and, and people's you know were, were complaining about it, and then went and built uh, a bunch of other things in, in competition to this, like say a Honda CRV a Mazda CX-5, things that people are going to compare it to. Right. And yes, those are $5,000 cheaper, equivalently equipped to the Cooper S. But I think what you do is you build the Cooper all four. Mm-hmm. You've got all-wheel drive and everything on it, and then they're pretty much dollar for dollar the same. Hmm. And I think is if if you're going to buy a Honda CRV, you're going to be fine with a Cooper all four. I'm just going to oh, say yeah. that right now. Right. <laughs> if you're okay with the the drivability of a Honda CRV or even a Mazda CX-5, you'll be fine with the Cooper All Four. Especially so, if you put the dining kit on it. And the Cooper All Four, you know, equipped out with some really nice kit is about thirty-one. Yeah, technology. So, you put the technology package, JCW interior package on it, eighteen-inch wheels. You're at thirty-one, almost thirty-two. Yeah, with all four. I, I don't think that's unreasonable for those of us who bought a Mini back in 2002, 2003, and paid, let's say, 26 to between 26 and 30 for a Cooper S. Right. I don't think it's unreasonable to think 15 years later, hey, 
it's yeah. uh, it hasn't increased that much. I think that's I think that's really fair. I mean, I I, I get that people are in are on a budget, um, and it's you know I think that it's it's hard to hear that Mini is a premium vehicle, but the reality is, Todd. I mean, you know, we've been saying this on this podcast for a very long time. Yeah. You know, the Mini's never going to win on price. It's a premium vehicle. And and listen, does it, like, are there issues with that? Like, do people have, you know, horrible issues, you know, at, at, from time to time with a car that, you know, that sort of, like, speaks to it not being a premium vehicle? Sure. But, I mean, by and large, in the marketplace, it is and is considered a premium vehicle. And therefore, you know, it's priced as such. And and I would say that, you know, the, the there's, a, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of vehicles that consider themselves a premium vehicle that don't quite meet what the Mini provides as far as driving, you know, experience, ownership experience, maintenance, free maintenance, free everything. Well, here's where I finally drew the line myself personally. I, I've been thinking a lot about this, thinking, hey, the next show we have, I want to talk about this. <clears throat> I was on vacation. I went out of town, went to Vegas for the, the week around Christmas and rented an Audi when I was out there. I had an A3. Not the top of the line, but it's something that is price-wise competitive to a highly equipped Mini, okay? It, it's possible, in theory. And the car was horrible. I, I hated the Audi. I, I hated everything about it. The ergonomics were bad. The quality wasn't what I would expect. And I get back in my Mini when I come home. I'm like, okay, there's two things. I drove mine, and I drove the 2013 Roadster. And it's freezing outside. It's you know 25 degrees, and I'm driving the Roadster. And it is warm as can be and comfortable as can be. And it puts a smile on my face. And I'm driving and it feel the feeling of driving is something that I still say and all of us here say you can't put a price on it. And if all you're doing is shopping for a car on price, the Mini is not for you. But get in and drive I'm it sorry. and see how you feel and know every That's day so I'm going to have to drive this whatever soulless Honda CRV to work every day. And it's going to suck the light out of me. Or I get to have fun at least a couple of times a day driving mm-hmm. from work. Into the it's, it's so, so true. I mean, I think that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you encapsulated it. So basically, you know, you've got, you've got uh, uh, the question. Like, you know, what do you value? Do you value spending an extra $80 a month on a car payment? Or maybe even more than that for something that you truly enjoy and you drive, you know, you're gonna, if you commute, you drive this thing twice a day mm-hmm. and sometimes for a long distance. And it's, and it's, you know, is it, is it your like, you know, sanctuary? Like, is it your like cocoon? Like if, you know, if it is like, it, it really matters to you. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a, it was a big deal <clears throat> to me to, to come back and get in my car and go, Oh my gosh, this just feels like home. Hmm. I love it so much. And it's worth every penny of 40 some thousand dollars this car cost yeah so that's awfully sweet todd i just Aww. yeah normally when i'm specking out a car i'll make sure that the interior is the best i can because that's where you spend the most amount of time yeah realistically well can i give you can i give everybody a pro tip on that <laughs> chad good point i'm gonna give you a pro tip i've done a lot of like recent mini you know like press cars and test cars and if you get the um so i'll just i'll just say the the best money you can spend, and I've said this for years since like the the R fifty three, are the things that you touch. Right. Yeah. Oh, and right. So to that point, the best put the best leather 
in, in, you know, in your hand. The best yeah. leather that many sells is the mini yours leather, whether it be in your seat or your steering wheel. The seats are expensive. I get it. You don't want to spend the money. Totally cool. Buy the steering wheel. Yeah, but get the JCW. Your steering wheel is the same size as the JCW steering wheel. It is. It's a nice thick. I've got it and on it's better leather. Yeah. So it's a pro tip. You're basically getting everything you would with the mini the JCW, but you're getting a higher quality leather. Nice. Yeah. It's only two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, and if you get JC, yeah, if you order a JCW hardtop, it's a no cost upgrade. It's free. For the I, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. I know. That's why I did it on my JCW. It's got the it's got the Napa leather. It's it got the mini yours. Everybody listening to this show, if you order a mini, spend that money, you will never regret it. Alex didn't Alex didn't listen to me. He wanted the JCW steering wheel with the red stitching and Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm really happy actually he made the decision. Like I, I had a chance to uh when I but ordered the mini like, the leather's oh. not as good. No, I agree yeah, with well, you. Know? I couldn't tell the difference. Like honestly, let's like, all I, make, I let's couldn't all make tell the difference, man. This, no, so. but you know what though is you can't add the, the mini. You can't tell the difference between leather. That's okay. You can't add no, the mini. Like... You can't add the mini yours uh, steering hey, you wheel if you, you have the JCW interior pack. I'm just saying. First of all, yes. Let's let Alex. I want to hear Alex's rest of the story here. Okay, okay. So I was at I was actually Todd like told me like before I made my final order like dude you gotta order the the mini yours steering wheel, and so like okay I'm I'm gonna you know I'm listening, and so I ask um, I ask at me of San Francisco if they had a car with uh, the mini yours leather uh, steering wheel and they told me yes yeah. so I, I I went up to the car and I took the time to compare the, the steering wheel, uh, the steering wheel to the JCW one. And I still prefer the JCW because in some ways, um, so first of all, I couldn't feel the difference. And in some ways, like the the small, you know, dots like within the leather, I don't know how you call this. Um, perforation. Yeah, perforation, yeah. It are the same that I used to have on my uh, 135i. And so it was oh, yeah. kind of the same steering wheel feel. And so I like I, I like that rather than just like plain leather all around. So this is this is those are the two reasons why I I'm, frankly like I couldn't feel the difference. Honestly. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, so you okay. So okay, Todd. <laughs> I, I agree. Um when I get in, you know, because I get to drive all the different cars all the time, and when I get in one that's got a mini or steering wheel, I literally feel myself like relax a little bit more because it just feels so good. Yeah. It's got that that touch. Because it feels. I need so a towel. Good. Oh, easy. Well, <laughs> without everybody going into this, um, you know, yeah, the configurator's up. You can build anything from high twenties countrymen. All the way up to the 40s, almost $50,000 if you put everything on here and get the expensive paint and, and everything. So it kind of is every car for a lot of different budgets. You don't have to have a lot of money to, to buy one of these or ride one of these. And I think the fact that you're getting such a premium product and not have to spend a lot of money. I think the Cooper Countryman is going to be a sweet spot for sales. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Mini's not going to... Mini's not going to break those out. Uh, unfortunately, they're just going to fall into, you know, Cooper and Cooper S Countrymen. And I think they break out the all fours, though, but I don't remember. I don't recall. So should it's, we uh, should we compare like how much we how much we got uh, for the configuration we each made? Oh yeah. boy, I mean, mine's like sixty grand because I'm a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I. I... <laughs> 
I would What's a scenario? Thirty six and change for like, me. Um, so I I built one that I would probably actually go. Yeah, you know what? I'd probably get this car. And I did a Cooper Countryman, all four manual transmission, which I'd probably switched to an automatic. And um, I added a JCW interior package. I had technology package and HK. And I'm at thirty one eight. Boom. So for right. me, I, I don't even know the options. I'll just oh, and I get and I picked and I picked the blue because that's the best color, the uh, island blue. With, so with a white. Roof. I'll just say like I I don't even know my options. Like I would I would pick, I don't know. I'd pick a lot of options. I mean I'd I'd want all the packages, uh, rear fog light, you know, shit like that, stuff like that. Here's the thing. Here's the key thing. I want I want it white with black bumpers i want that off-road package i want it to yes, look yes me too me too i totally want the garage, off-road package which garage, is why i didn't select the jcw exterior package chunky and ridiculous as possible and i want it to never be washed and i want to put knobby tires on it <laughs> yep. me, me too <laughs> you can okay. pull that off you can really pull that off yeah with this one i think yeah, this one will definitely work that's 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 a hundred percent what I want inside. Uh, inside, inside, I'd like it to be a hundred percent Napa leather. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want it to be like the Goodwin on the inside, Gabe? So we're saying, yeah, pretty much. I'd like to have my toes disappear. Yes, in the carpet, in the thick, <laughs> in the thick, lush carpeting, in the shag. As far as the these things are equipped, I think the Countryman is one of the nicest basic equipped cars because. It comes with heated seats. It comes with a backup camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with LED headlights. Uh, things like this that are standard on this car are pretty impressive. And I think you can take um, just pretty much the straight-up car and put on the tech package and be very happy with it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. hey, do, you, do you guys know that the privacy window glass is, is, is being offered in the United States for the first time? For this yeah, car? I know, yeah, I, know. I saw that. I didn't quite yes. know what it was. I didn't either. Yeah, so it's, if you look at an X5... For okay. instance, an X5 has a standard. If, if anybody's around a BMW dealer, um, the X5 has a standard. It's not dark. It's not like black. It's just like a subtle darkening of the rear windows. Okay. It's the same thing that it's offered on. It's been offered on minis in the UK since like 2003. Hmm. So the R53 had it, 56, they all had it. Um, but we in the United States have never had the option until now. Interesting. Well, it's nice yeah. that we have it, and it's part of one of the packages. Uh, which one was it in there? It's nice because you could leave stuff in the back seat, and nobody could really see it that well. Right. That's and so you have, like, you're less concerned about people breaking into your car. Yeah, it's part of the premium so, package. <laughs> so, DB picked it, like, Island Blue, Gabe White. I picked it green. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? I picked blue with a white top. I yeah, did yeah, I... Uh, melting silver with a white top and black wheels. Okay, Grandpa. I also went uh, white with black just for the uh, building configuration. I think I would probably buy a blue one if I really was in the market for it. See, I think that reflects our age, too, because I think Brian's the oldest of us. <laughs> Whatever. He picked the AARP of any color. He picked the AARP I my, color. I got my red card. I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what's really funny, and this will get us away from the Countryman a little bit, is that's actually the color that BMW chose to display the Countryman at Detroit, because um, that's the only presence of Mini at the Detroit Auto Show okay, is the is the uh, Countryman, yeah. and it's the Grandpa Silver Countryman at the Detroit yeah, Auto Show. Yeah. Mini's not there, but hey, you can go meet um, Lightning McQueen at the so Detroit let, Auto Show. Yeah, let's talk this TV. I mean, so I think I think for one that is the launch color for the uh, Countryman. No, e. oh, for the E, no, it should, it should just be island blue. It's the E that's there. It, it is the Countryman E is is that color. Oh, okay, uh, that is that is the launch color, and I agree, it's super boring. I mean, I, I've seen that car in person, and uh, you know what? Whatever. I think a white top makes it. The yellow trim stands out. Yeah. Okay. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I so a couple things on this. Um, I was, I was there last year Yeah. without many and, uh, you know, the show was great. Uh, I covered it for a Bimmer file. It was great. Um, there was no mini presence whatsoever this year. There is a mini in the corner of the BMW show stand, mm-hmm. but there's no mini representatives. And I think it's, I think it's interesting because mm-hmm. and there's just, when I say that, there's like no story to be told from, from many. Now the BMW, the BMW guys will clearly tell the story, and I mean they're all the same team, but it's just it's just interesting to me that many is basically saying like we're we're gonna just see the Detroit Auto Show. Doesn't really meaning doesn't mean anything to us. It's a it's a it's an industry show. We're all about finding, you know, a real audience, and finding you know the folks who actually buy our cars. Um, you know whether that be a countryman uh, launch event or whether that be a different type of auto show, um, and and I think it's I think it's a little bit of a sad thing because the the Detroit show used to be so spectacular. It used right. to be like big unveilings. You know the stuff they would give away was like just epic. Right. You know it was it, it was the show within fifteen minutes yeah. for hundreds of dollars. Uh, you know the the you know the 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 parties were epic. Um, you know they're memorable, and you know the the whole scene was just you know kind of surreal. And, and it's you, it's, it's I, don't, I don't I don't want to say it's withering away because some elements are certainly there and they'll remain there, but it's certainly changing. Yeah, it it is, and I think trade shows in general are changing, and, and car companies are probably catching up to that. But <clears throat> um, yeah, I would agree with everything Gabe said because I've been to the detroit show with you gabe at least a half a dozen times now and it wasn't surprising to see that mini's not there other notable companies that were not there again this year porsche not no there. porsche was there porsche was there this year yeah no they weren't they're not on the floor plan no you sure about that yeah there were there were picked there were porsche cars there on display at one of the uh it was the oh. the bridgestone the bridgestone booth is what had the porsches on display there uh the tire booth but they were not there in an official capacity, nor was Jaguar Rover or Tesla. Okay? And hmm. this is two years running now that those companies uh, have not been there. So take that for what it is. What I think is interesting, and I'm going to segue you know, to sales a little bit, is how the U.S. seems to be, like we got to the end of the year last year, and we see global sales were the best year Mini's ever had in 2016 right okay. which we kind of talked about in the last show except in the u.s well we predicted that was going to happen yeah that's you know, true we finally got the final numbers last week and uh because they just came out last week and discovered that sure in the u.s we were down what 11 percent for the year mm-hmm. 
total over the previous year, but global sales were at a record high. And we've all been left wondering, what the heck, right? Why are not minis? And, and Gabe, you've been pounding the drum, and I think you're right about it, that in the United States, people are buying larger cars, they're buying SUVs and trucks, and small cars are starting to become a smaller and smaller part of the market. And I got to thinking about that, <clears throat> saying I understand, but why are they doing so well in the rest of the world? And because they're as expensive or more expensive in other parts of the world, in, in Europe especially. And Alex, you can probably speak to this better than any of the rest of us. As far as competition goes in Europe, in a small car like that, would you say that the rest of the competition, like a Peugeot or some of the other stuff that's available, is crap in quality in comparison to the Mini, and the Mini really feels premium in Europe as opposed to here? Uh... So I I would have said this of the of the French brands like a couple of a couple of years ago, um, but uh, if you take the example of Citroen, like they came up they came up like some years ago with their DS line, so they basically revived the DS brand and made it like a, a separate like line within like the Citroen lineup, um, and those cars are really uh, they are really really nice. Like would I buy one of them? No, I wouldn't because they drive like crap. But they are they, they look really nice on the inside and out. Um, but as far as as far as uh, as the mini as you know the competition between um, mini and the rest is concerned, I don't think there is as much as uh, well. It's well. Let me. It's fairly it's fairly similar. The difference being is that the gap you will uh, you won't hear someone cross shop a mini against like an Audi, right? Like this is there is a very clear uh, separation between like what mini is and stands for, and what the Audi, the Mercedes, the BMWs of the world like stand for. But when you talk to dealers here in the U.S., they will tell you very often that they have people coming into their uh, dealership. Pricing a mini, and it's pretty much the same price as an Audi, and they, 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 you know, people are like Audis actually, like you know, they it's perceived as being an Audi or a BMW for that matter, perceived as being like a really true luxury brand, and so people would rather like spend that money to get that actual, you know, this is me, I got a luxury car mm-hmm. as opposed to a mini, but minis, uh, minis, uh, in Europe is a, is a little bit different. Like I, and also there's one other thing that, that we, that you, you, you were meant to mention, uh, in Europe, they have the mini one and that, that right. brings a lot of volume because those cars are, are more expensive. Like, I don't know, for instance, what is the breakout in the U S between the, um, the 320 and the 328, but I'm fairly certain, and Gabe can confirm this, that they, uh, BMW brought back the 320 because it's a huge, it's a huge seller. I mean, it's it's a big, big seller, and so that that's also another another difference between those. And then there's also a diesel model that we don't have in the U.S. Uh, that they are in Europe, and you guys know how big diesel is. So it's another it's another like group of cars that is tidying up like the total for uh, for mini Europe and rest of the world that you know that is hard, kind of hard to compare. Uh, against the u.s yeah i I don't no i think we lost gabe um yeah i think we lost gabe Gabe, we Uh, We have chad in uh yeah i'm here okay looks like like gabe might have dropped off the call while we try and get gabe back into the call here yeah i i I wonder and i probably ought to wait till he comes back to talk about this hello there he is there he is hey 
Um, so I think it's a, that's a that's a great um, that's a great segue, Alex. I think that the 320, the the, the BMW 320, was designed to uh really combat the front wheel drive mercedes uh in the marketplace and the front wheel drive the you know the a3 is it the a3 sedan from audi uh because bmw doesn't have a front wheel drive entry-level product outside of the x1 and so they they had to create a product that gave them a price point around $30,000. What that does as an aside is it allows for really attractive lease pricing for a car for essentially an entry level sedan. You know, I think it's, I think it's interesting because I mean, that product is, you know, much more premium than the Mercedes or Audi or frankly, the mini products at that same price point. I mean, you know, the, the 320 is exceptional as as value goes is it fast no it's not um but in terms of the actual quality of the product it's kind of unparalleled with with what else is out there not that different than the uh uh, first generation x1 for instance um so yeah i think it's i think it's interesting i do think that the the mini has succeeded i mean when we think about like the product and we think about the platform sharing Mini has succeeded in kind of leveraging all of that and becoming a more premium product along the way, though. It's a, yeah, but well, is it a perception problem among buyers is the question. Is it a perception? Because we all agree yeah. Mini is a good product. Yeah, but so so I would say I would say that in Europe, like if you take the same person in Europe and in, and in the U.S., I think one one individual in the U.S. would perceive the brand as would 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 understand that the brand the brand claim itself as being like a premium slash luxury brand, and would not necessarily buy into it because they think it's still a mini and it's still looks super expensive. While in Europe, like that per, that same person would understand the would would see that it's either like can be either like a luxury like a very premium car if you buy like the SIN model because let's let's be honest like the S in in Europe the S in Europe is very I mean it's high end like you see the S mm-hmm. like every other corner of the in the street here in San Francisco um, so seeing this on one side and then at the same time seeing that it's actually like a cheap mini for me right so I can still like be be in a mini but it's I don't have to spend like thousands thousands of euros to to get into one uh, that, that's the thing in the U.S. We don't have like it's a it's it's it claims to be perceived as a luxury brand or as a premium brand rather, but people don't necessarily align with that message. In Europe, they don't necessarily have to align with that message because there is a car for there is a mini for pretty much the largest spectrum of the market. Yeah, and I think people yeah. get a misnomer because they go look at other cars. And I'm just saying, let's get back to the countrymen there. And if you go look at say a Honda CRV, which is one of the best selling this mid-sized crossover SUV, kind of small SUVs in the U.S. right now. And um, my lady friend's parents have one, and I drive it quite frequently. I get uh, the opportunity to, to go out, and I'm always one who drives. And it's a fine car. It's not high premium, but it's not cheap either. It's I, not a I've, I've spent some quality time behind the wheel of a newish uh, CRV, and I didn't find it to be terribly offensive. Yeah, it's not. It's not terribly offensive, and I think for most people, it's, most it's competent, right? Yeah, it's absolutely competent. It, it is, and if you need to haul people and stuff and get it's good, it's got a touch screen. It makes you feel yeah. like it's it's premium, and I think that in and of itself, you put a touch screen in the car, 
nav looking system, which this one doesn't even have navigation, but it has, you know, touchscreen to do Wait, everything. Why does touchscreen matter? I don't know, but it makes it's it fancy. feel pretty, something really about game. that. But that, but that, 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 that screen in the CRV is terrible. Oh, it's awful. And to turn the like volume it, down on the radio. Just because it's touchscreen. There's been touchscreen navs for 15 years. Like, that's not. Yeah, but not an inexpensive, <laughs> not in a sub $30,000 car. Right. I don't know. They, they, they always look like they should have been. Well, and what I'm saying is I think the problem is is that Mini is trying to compete with companies who have more premium uh, products in the car. And I don't mean premium quality materials, but more perceived, you know, like Volkswagen has CarPlay. And well, let's talk everybody, about this Everybody has CarPlay except for had, Mini right Volkswagen's now. Volkswagen's had so. the worst – the worst navigation systems. I mean, no, Toyotas have been this, pretty bad, dude. Well, let, <laughs> yeah. let, let's take Japanese cars out of it. Let's just focus on German, you cars. know, like sure. premium air quotes here. Okay. European. Okay. Cars like Fair Volkswagen, etc. The the screen in the Jetta, GTI, Golf, all those, until recently, was the size of a, a what's that? You know that little box of gum you buy? <laughs> it's not that much bigger than that. And it was a, it was a touchscreen. I mean, for, yeah, but, you know, God's sake, it was a touchscreen. If where you touched it, something was going to actually <laughs> right. happen. Right. Yeah, you're not sure what, what was going to happen, right. but it was a touchscreen. But the point there is that um, it was it was it was woefully behind, woefully. Yeah. And and as we know, the way things work in technology, um, there's typically when somebody's super far behind, if they're smart, they take that opportunity to make a leap. And that's what I believe Volkswagen has done in the past 12, well, actually past six months, really. They've taken a leap because they have been so far behind for so long. They're like, well, listen, uh, who's recording this, by the way? Yeah, I'm recording. Don't cuss, please. Okay. So <laughs> we're effed. We're effed. They're like, we're effed, guys. Yeah. Somebody, somebody keep <laughs> fighting the diesel thing and you guys go make it go away. Do right, something. So give out. us something. Do something. Let's... Give us some. Give us some pure pizzazz. <laughs> so no, this is. I, I think this is. This is actually. I think in the works for a very long time. So we're aft guys. Like we should just do a total rethink and think of this as a platform that we can layer upon different services. And so that's exactly what they did. Hmm. And so they looked at it and said, let's just focus on the size of the screen and a platform that allows for different APIs and, and services and systems to be built on top of it. And so that has allowed them to integrate Android Auto, CarPlay, and now Alexa on top of it. Yeah. Um, whereas BMW never had a system that was that bad. It was always pretty good. In fact, in a lot of ways, it was the best in the industry. And so they never had this, oh, shit moment of, oh, my God, we have to do something. It was more of just like, hey, we're going to gradually, you know, evolve this thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing. They're gradually evolving it. And their next gradual evolve for many will be this touch interface, which they introduced to the countrymen. And the clubmen, not just JCW, but all clubmen, as yep. as Brian can mention, and and in the LCI for the F56, F55, and F57, it will be there as well. And simultaneous to that, you will see the introduction of CarPlay to the Mini later this year. Now, Brian, and speaking of this, we'll segue over. Brian, you've had a chance to play with the uh, the touchscreen, the new navigation system. 
which is basically iDrive 5, and they're calling it Mini Connected 5.0, mm-hmm. at least on the on the configurator. You've had a chance to play with this in a new Clubman that comes in. Tell us your thoughts on how this compares to the the previous generation and even the generation before that of uh, nav and screens in the Mini. Well, let me give you a little backstory on this first. Is that uh, it was a couple Saturdays ago, and I was uh, sitting at my you know my desk doing my genius thing, and um, I get a my name get you know screamed out from across the dealership you got to get over here right now and i come running over there and one of our motoring advisors said this car has touchscreen this car has a touchscreen they were all freaking out because you know as the six of us know mini doesn't tell us that they decided to put it out on a normal club on a normal clubman you didn't get that memo at the dealership brian you guys didn't get that memo Oh no! Oh wow! No, Crazy! So I got, I got, the, I got that memo. And probably properly redacted everywhere that we would have never known that it was yeah. happening. And it was on a Cooper Clubman, um, not even an all four, and it just showed up. The guy had ordered uh, an XL screen, and there it was, with the whole new system in there and the wireless charging. Um, Gabe had a chance to see it. It's a game changer. I mean, it it's literally generational, like how we saw technology in gen 2 cars go to gen 3 cars we're seeing the i'm seeing the same thing even in this gen 3 car where we're looking at the tech going to the next generation um because it's not just the touch screen that's good that in and of itself is amazing but the voice control system is far advanced than what it used to be before it actually speaks normally back to you and it actually listens to what you have to say and Mm-hmm. Um, the recognition is better. <laughs> well, and Brian, oh. at the heart of this, at the heart of this is a processor yeah. that is that is dramatically faster than before. And you can speak to this: the reaction time of the touch, as well as the center control, the iDrive, is dramatically improved. Yo, I agree. And, you know, before in uh, when you'd use voice command to say enter an address or something like that for navigation. You know, you did have a, a moment of pause that you could pause in between, say, entries on the new system. Absolutely not. If you even, like, try to take a half a breath, she's done listening. And she's already started moving on <laughs> to, to whatever your entry is. Right. So you got to have, you know, basically all your ducks in a row. What I found awesome was, you know, I could voice command split screen if I wanted to. Nice. Show split screen. Boom, it shows up. <clears throat> um, and it is fast, Gabe. You're absolutely right. Processor speed is good. The graphical processor is good. The touchscreen processor is really, really precise. Um, although, you know, I mean, depending on how handsy you are with the screen will depend on how well it functions for you. But I did, you know, when I posted that video in Slack and I apologize for how disjointed it is, you guys get the idea how functional it is. It actually makes things that much easier for your, for your experience in your car. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're also told that, that CarPlay is not compatible with this right now. It's going to be compatible uh, on June builds, but... Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a software update, Todd. Honestly, well, I, 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 don't, I, I, don't I, I don't think so. Really? Why? Oh. That would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I agree. So here's, here's the thing. So I think that it's a completely different build. And the way they do it is it's... it's um, and this is probably wrong. But the way they do it is they have software builds based on Ven. Okay. And they test it. Think think like a German for a second. They okay. test it 
really, really, really specifically to that Venn. And and if that Venn falls outside of a certain, you know, date range, they will not allow it to be, you know, installed. compatible. Yeah. It will not. It just simply will not work. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be forced in some crazy way to a system that has that software built in or that sort of that, I'm sorry, that hardware built in? M- maybe theoretically, but not from BMW. I, d- I just don't believe that they would do that. I, do, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, because I do believe that it would be great for people to buy the car tomorrow with that hardware there who could get it upgraded. Let me um, let me don't ask think you guys should have that expectation. I really don't. Let me ask you guys this question since I don't have I haven't had very much experience with CarPlay. So on every car that you guys have had experience with, do you have to plug in physically or is it a Bluetooth connection? No, you have to plug in physically. It's all okay. for now. For now. For now, yeah. So as you saw at CES, Alpine announced their Wi-Fi compatible CarPlay. And so Bluetooth compatible CarPlay is really not even BMW is the only that has any cars right now. And it's only in the seven series and a couple of fives. The the five, the five series, the new five series will have it. The seven series has it. Um, And I will tell you that people look at CarPlay and say, oh, I want CarPlay, you know, Oh, this car has CarPlay. I want that car. There's a wide disparity in the execution of CarPlay. Yeah, I agree. The automotive industry. There are some that are terrible. Um, they're slow. The screens are bad. It's not the experience you want. It's barely any better than the you know the the built-in nav. I think if you have a fast navigation, a wireless you know connection, essentially, it's it's a game changer. Yeah. So so I got a, a couple of comments. Um, and then uh, one question also for Gabe. Uh, the, the first comment is that if they actually, if this is actually not like backward compatible, um, this is, I mean, I, I, I am still a little bit dumbfounded by the fact that, you know, in this day and age, like a, a company like BMW, even though it's a small company uh, compared to the, to the, uh, some of their competitors, like are still not, if that's the case, and again, I could be totally wrong, right? So I apologize in advance. I'm still not like using like standard software practices to uh, and hardware practices to just uh, uh, manage their products such as this one. So that's so that's like highly disappointing, and and that you know keeps let me thinking like what are they gonna do when it becomes like when it comes to services and and stuff they're yeah. gonna have to compete it with the likes of Tesla and 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 other companies like this because you're um, not thinking like a German Alex yeah exactly yeah well <laughs> well they need to be thinking like Americans for, for well, yeah you, no you're right Alex you're totally and, right and, and then the second thing is is that the first time that we that we see in their marketing material that they're actually giving like a version name to the to the product name yes I, yes okay. yeah and that's interesting both, both things you just said are, are true I think that there's a there's a change coming to BMW in this regard. I think that you have you have uh, called out an issue, and I think that there is a new. Um, hey, listen, I mean, Tesla showed us what's possible, mm-hmm. and they showed us what's possible mm-hmm. in a way that was so obvious because it was the best practice for any other industry from a software perspective, okay. and so. You know, we looked at this and said, oh, okay, well, why wouldn't we have normal software releases? Because our Macs and our iPhones have had that, and it's, like, super easy and simple, and it just happens overnight. Um, so the fact that Tesla is doing that in some ways is a – of course they're doing that. In other ways, it's a completely 
industry's shattering moment. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that you just mentioned is is really interesting, and I think it's also another sea change. What BMW is doing is there's number one. If you remember when they when they talked about iDrive, they talked about it at its release. They talked about iDrive. When there was a new version of iDrive that came out in 2006, they never said this is iDrive 2.0. Yeah, they called it iDrive. It was iDrive. When three came out, they called it iDrive. When four came out, they called it iDrive. Mm-hmm. So to your point. This is the first time they said, we have a new version of iDrive. And the, you know, they, they recognize the importance of technology in cars now. They should have recognized it a long time ago, truth be told. But they're recognizing it now, and they're saying, hey, wait a second. We should actually publicize the fact that we have a new version of iDrive. Hmm. And we should publicize the fact that the 2017 3 Series has iDrive 5 versus the 2016, which had a <laughs> version you know that's cool and that may sell more cars so you're right and i think we're going to see a lot more of that you're going to see many do that you're going to see many talk about carplay soon there's going to be a lot more emphasis i mean just remember this because it's i mean i i've been told this i've been told this by a few people there's gonna be a lot more emphasis on technology and cars as a key component to refreshes and complete redesigns so what i would like to to upload one really quick i would like to upload at the end is is uh the fact that they spending still so much resources and money on their own interface regardless of the fact that carplay is coming and that's that's for someone like me that's really nice because first of all it's personalized like it's not i don't get the bmw i drive i get like really like a mini i drive even though it's the same thing on the back end and also, like when I get out of CarPlay, I don't end up in a place that is all crappy and looks old and doesn't mm-hmm. work super well. It yeah. looks really, really nice. Like on Brian's video, it looks really, really nice. Well, you know, the one thing too before when we would deliver cars is it would be a, a fairly simple process to go through the technology in the car because technology was such a minimal amount of the car, you know, until now it's almost a separate delivery just to do the tech that's in the car on its own now. So, I mean, I, I, we've already started talking about it at our store is that I'll have, end up doing all the, the touchscreen deliveries because of the amount of complexity is it's over, it's over the top for a lot of our, for our MAs, you know, so. Right. Interesting. Well, think about it from a marketing standpoint, too. <clears throat> There's a lot of people who they might be looking at minis right now going, oh, I'd really love to have a mini, but I can't afford one. Okay. And their only option is to buy a pre-owned one that's a few years old. Okay, and if you have technology that, say, three to five years from now is still going to be somewhat updatable or somewhat relevant to the world, don't you think you're going to make a lifetime fan of your car brand easier than you would if you're like, okay, I can afford this eight year old mini, but it's got a nav system that is not updatable. I can never put new maps in it. And yeah, well, it might be cool. I'm never going to use it because it's completely useless. The technology. Well, that's where that's where Tesla Tesla did it all right. I mean, their cars are literally you just upload a new software package and you've got new features. You know. Right. Or hey, you want 40 more horsepower? We just gave it to you. Boom. Overnight. Exactly. Right. Ludicrous. Nice. Yeah. Really, really quick. I want to point something out that Gabe had mentioned just a minute ago uh, that he's heard from several people about whatever he heard about. And I just want to remind everybody that Gabe heard from several people that the United States was also going to get the diesel mini. So we'll just kind of keep that in mind. Um, and, let's well, go DB, that was and, let's, and let's follow that up with the hashtag DB was right. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Gabe. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
because <laughs> at the time, DB, mm-hmm. that was true. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. You can you can talk uh-huh. to the many people, uh-huh. the many folks you and I both know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and ask yeah. them that mm-hmm. question, and mm-hmm. they smile and, and 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 look at you and say, "Well, because uh-huh. that was going to happen." Yeah. Uh huh. That was okay. The- you're so funny. Uh-huh. Executive from Volkswagen. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Volkswagen got got destroyed, and yada yada yada. Yeah. And they jacked up for everybody. You, I guarantee you, Mini is going to get CarPlay. How's that? Yeah, I like that. That's go. a good one. Um, really quick, I want you guys to click over to motoringfile.com because I know you're trying to keep up with the Dakar Rally. Uh, currently, Mini's hanging out in the top 10. I think that race is still going on. Um, yeah, top 10 still. Yeah, top 10 still. Uh, dropped back to fifth, it looks like. But, you know, follow up. Motoringfile.com has got yeah. all the updates. It's tough. It's a tough crowd. It's a tough It's a tough crowded field. Um, they're fighting Peugeot, yeah. who has and Toyota, a too. spaceship-looking <laughs> race truck right and you know mini's got the countryman and it's great and all but oh my god have you seen this Peugeot? and it's and it's driven by sebastian yeah by uh, the guy who won it for mini well, Loeb Loeb is leading last i saw oh sebastian yeah, he is yeah i mean and I, I mean how can you how can you not love sebastian Loeb? like the guy's amazing yeah. but it yeah it it's it's tough man i mean it's a it's you know mini's done well for many many years but um, For those who don't know, I just want to rem- pretty good. Re- I just want to remind everybody that Sebastian Loeb is French. Yeah. <laughs> he, is French. <laughs> he is, and Alex, I will tell you right now, he is the he is the coolest Frenchman I think ever. Yeah, I wish I wish he uh, competed in F one honestly, but um, that bad. Peugeot. Is, I gotta yeah, say something. I gotta say a, really quick, that Peugeot is crazy looking. Yeah, it, crazy. it looks like a yeah. rally fighter. Yeah, He's, Alex. I've never been a Loeb fan forever. I've watched my share of Dakar, but I watched Loeb race in WRC last year, um, you know, in Europe and stuff, and watched his interviews. And I'm a, I'm, I like the guy. I think he's a great guy. He's, a, he's amazing. Watch, yeah. do yourself a favor. Watch the Red Bull video of him taking on the, uh, what is it, the the mountain in Colorado? Oh, oh yeah, um, Pike Peak. Peak. Watch that, and and I grew. I feel like I grew up watching him in WWRC in the 2000s when he was like in his heyday. I mean, he had such a great attitude, but he was so focused. You know, you could tell he worked his ass off. He was so focused, but he had a very like sort of like chill attitude about it. And it sort of like it all came together with his driving style was so smooth, and it was it was so like on point. You know, and 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 he was effortlessly faster, and not just a little bit, effortlessly faster than his competition by a wide margin. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing to see. And he's won it like nine times. This is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. it was beyond dominant. Yeah, yeah. We're um, the the Finn who's driving uh, the Mini is fifty three minutes behind Loeb right now. And he's in fifth. Yikes! So there's three Peugeots, a Toyota, us, and then there's a couple Minis, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah, that's Miko Hervinen. Miko Hervinen was a um, a, uh, a competitor of Loeb, yeah. number one. And I always loved Miko Hervinen back in the day with WRC. Like, really, it's the same thing. Very good attitude. Like, you know, really self-aware, funny guy. But um, he's no Sebastian Loeb. <laughs> no. Let's be honest. Yeah, I gotta agree with I agree with Gabe. <laughs> nice. So can I can I talk a little bit about because it's I'm super excited about it. Yeah, can 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 I can I pay a little bit more bills and let you talk about it? 
Oh, pay some bills. That would be dope. Because I want to remind everybody really quick, take a, take a break, take a stretch, refill your beverage, and then uh, keep your headphones in, obviously, because I want to tell you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at Craven Speed, still chugging along, making all the really cool stuff for your mini and other brands that you're looking for. It's super, <laughs> it's super duper awesome. Chat thoughts got to pay a gin bill. Can't help with that one. <clears throat> Anyway, go over to Craven Speed. You have first-generation Mini. You're still rocking the R53. You're going to get a Craven Speed pulley. That is one of the best upgrades you can do to your car. Uh, you want the cool dipstick for your first or second-gen Mini. You can actually read and won't break, and it's not, like, stupid hard to put in. R56 owners know what I'm talking about. Go over to Craven Speed and get yourself a Craven Speed dipstick. I just got one. Uh, our friend Richard Lindsay, friend of the show, Richard Lindsay, just donated one to the cause. Uh, I'm going to be putting that in my car this weekend. Um, I'm really excited about it. Not only that, but you could do like Alex has done. I hope Alex has done it. And put a platypus license plate mount on your car. If you live in one of those states where you have to have a license plate on the front of your car like Alex does. Alex, have you done that yet? Like every state except for two, by the way. He's just fighting the man. Yeah, Arizona's one. Yeah, Arizona does not need license plate on the front. But if I did, I would get the platypus license plate mount. And also, if you're a California driver... You know that it's now officially law. You can't even think about your cell phone while you're driving. Craven Speed got you covered there as well with the FlexPod adapter for your phone, for your Mini. You put it in there. gives your Mini someplace really cool to live. Uh, you can see the screen. You don't have to touch it. Super duper awesome. All that and more available over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there. Check it out if you'd be so kind. And, oh, you know what? If you place an order, make sure that there's a, there's a note field there. Make sure you say, hey, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com. Go check them out now, please. Gabe. I'm super excited. Gabe is super excited because Gabe Gabe posted this on our Slack channel, and it was um, super excited uh, that he posted this in our Slack channel. And this this is <laughs> it's really exciting because we were all we were all super really excited. Exciting. Cannot hide it. <clears throat> I was so, so excited. Here's the thing. Like I mean, Modern File every year. Uh, has I mean this the site has been around for a long time and obviously has reviewed lots of cars and part of that is doing long term reviews so that means that we get a chance to review a car for more than just a week but actually live with the car day to day and tell you all the weird sh- stuff that happens <clears throat> much like you've the done with that... the with the countryman right exactly I'm sorry the clubman. We'll get to that in a second. Basically, we get to live with the car and tell you what to expect if you want to buy one or tell you not to buy one or talk you into buying one. And I think that it's the the ultimate way to really understand what a Mini is about. So over the the last few years, we have long-term tested. And when I say long-term, we've had this car. We've had cars for a year. We've long-term tested uh, the... R60 Countryman, which which we gave a passing grade, by the way. That car wasn't horrible. wasn't horrible. Had a terrible clutch, which yes. they subsequently fixed. Yeah. They all did. They yeah. All did. We, um, the, the, saying during, the, saying, the saying during May Takes States is, I didn't pass the yeah. – I didn't stall the Countryman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always the trick is like, yeah, you the, if you could get in that Countryman and not stall it the first time we drove it. Uh, you 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 earned bonus points. So after that, we had the the beloved, oh, uh, the JCW Roadster, Roadster, which I still 
regret not buying. You know that car came up for sale not but a year ago in New Jersey. Ago. Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing vehicle. I mean, I, I, I think that that was probably to this day was was the best long term we had. Nice. After that, then we had an uh, was a we had a little break. Yes. And then we to an F56 mm-hmm. Cooper S. Mm-hmm. Which was, generally speaking, a pretty good car. Mm-hmm. Had a, a couple issues with it, which you can go back on Modern File and go to the MF Garage section and read all about it. And then after that, we had the current car, which is an F54 Mini Clubman Cooper S manual transmission. That's a car you've been trying to convince everybody to buy. Which, I should tell you, is phenomenal. Has been excellent. Um, it is the perfect combination of mininess and utility. And when I look at the new Countryman, I think it's great. If you want an SUV, if you want a crossover, it, it, it seems like a perfect vehicle. I haven't driven one yet, but it it, it has it has a lot of a lot of uh, promise. Yet on paper, the Clubman has less weight, is faster, is more efficient, and because of the less weight probably is more effective at driving like a mini um it's got the same utility space more more or less you know it it to me the clubman is this this special sort of like you know mix of what makes a mini great and what most people need on a daily basis so when when i spoke to many about our next long-term loan you know there's a lot of different avenues we go down we we talked about an F56 because that's obviously a key part of the brand. We talked about the convertible because it's recently come out. We talked about, of course, the, the Countryman and potentially waiting until summer to, to to make that happen. We talked about the five-door Mini or slash four-door Mini, if you will. And, and there was a couple of reasons why none of that made sense. The F56 and the F55 and the F57 are going to be refreshed this year. So to me, it doesn't make sense to talk about that car six months before it changes. Right. The F60, the Countryman, you know, there's still six months out until it it, it really is is available for a long-term loan. It doesn't make sense to talk about that quite yet, in my mind. There's one car that, to me, is the sleeper, and potentially and probably. The best car of the range. I think this is going to be the unicorn, the unicorn of Mini as well, much like a, the the M4. It, uh, yeah, I don't know if that analogy is exactly what I would use, but this is a car to me that represents a lot of what I love about the brand, and that car is the JCW Clubman. Nice. And that is the car that we will have. Yeah, I'm with DB. I think it's going to be a bit of a ghost. I, I yeah, think it's, it's going to be it's going to be a total unicorn. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Unicorn, the M4 has outsold the M3, yeah, the previous M4. generation. So that would not be a unicorn to me. It's I've, actually done very well. I'm not seeing it's going to be like the previous Clubman uh, JCW, which are rare. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, it's 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 rare in that all JCWs are fairly rare. I think the JCW as a product is a is more of a rare product. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most expensive of any of the models. So I think that's, that's not unusual. I think the the point is that. Oh no, did we lose Gabe? 
Uh-oh. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, man. I did not want to hear the rest of that. Yeah. Which it's funny nope. because, you know, he said JCWs are rare, and, and the other day I just got something. There's you. several things I want to... Oh, he's back. Okay, good. Keep going, Gabe. <laughs> I think he's still talking. He doesn't know we can't hear him. Oh. <laughs> I should tell my anecdote about this. I was driving the other day. I was at a stoplight, and a kid on a bicycle, he, he waves at me, roll, tells me to roll down the window. I rolled on the window, and he's like, is that a GCW? And I said, yes. Just a young kid that you wouldn't think would know anything about at minis. And he goes, I love that car. He goes, it makes me want to go buy one when I get old enough. <laughs> old enough. <laughs> old yeah. enough. I thought that was funny. It was nice. like, hey, kids being inspired by cars. Where has that gone? Right. Right. You know did what? Like did we for real lose traps, I would probably... Uh... Probably consider like, like got, the JCW Clement as the next the next. You list. got a lemon. My car is rock solid. Like, so glorious. Except for the Bluetooth. Except for the Bluetooth issue. Which yeah. Is. But hey, I'm I'm having them look into that. What can I say? <clears throat> you know what's sad about the uh, since we're waiting for game is I'm on the configurator again. I'm looking at the JCW Clubman all four. You know what's really sad about this car? You can't get it in a color. No. Nope. Well, that's not true. You can get it in chili red. Or you can get it in lapis luxury blue, which is really just like you know a funky dark purple. Um, or or you get it in, in rebel green. But otherwise, yeah. if you're if you you're just getting like regular paint, it's you know gray, silver, black, silver, or gray. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yep. Hello. Good times. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. So Gabe, you had another point. Oh, man. Brutal, brutal, brutal connection here. So. Um... So yeah, so I mean, there's several things I want to. I'm really excited about with this car. So number one, it's a JCW, mm-hmm. and I think that we've talked about this for a while. Um, the whole promise of JCW be, being more than just an engine, it's it's here now. Like they've it's it's thoroughly here, and the the beauty of it is, it's this is guys, this is a wagon. Yes, this is a high performance wagon. Are you kidding me? Yes, like. It's like yeah. I'm kind of whispering here, but like, this is like, <laughs> like it's kind of hidden in front of our eyes. Yeah, this is the thing that nobody else makes anymore. I mean, it's 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 like a ghost. It's a uniform. Well, not in the U.S. They still make an it's, M5 wagon. It's an amazing. No, they don't actually. They don't. Well, they stop. Yeah, they only did it for one one generation. So th- this is an amazing opportunity to basically drive the car that people should be buying. It, it, it's it's incredible. Um, so and this the is reason a, not going to buy it, Gabe, is because it's going to be forty six to fifty grand. That that wouldn't. I mean that 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 wouldn't stop me. I mean, when I think about it, like I would spend if I bought an X one, I would spend at least that. Yeah. On, on you know, I just configured. I, I just configured like, a Clubman all four or JCW for thirty eight. To me. Yeah, I'm like I mean forty three. <laughs> so you can you can get this car for way less, and once you, I mean, obviously you can you can we can deal on it a little bit and get it even for less. And it's a car that you know, in my mind, is way more interesting than most of the products that are sold within that segment. Way more. I mean, does it have the power of the of the the Golf R? No, it does not. It's a different vehicle. I mean, the 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 JCW Clubman is a is a very unique vehicle it doesn't play in the same ballpark as the countryman yet it i think has the same attributes it, it, that's kind of what makes it special hmm. in my mind 
Um, the you know the the uniqueness of the tailgate, obviously, the fact that it sort of feels like a wagon, but it's not. It's going to have more power. It's going to have you know great brakes. It's going to have great suspension. Um, I'm really excited about it. So there's a couple things I want to. I'm really interested. A, it's a JCW. I'm very interested to see how this new engine with the higher torque levels works with this car. Right. The big brakes. How does that work with the car? Suspension, etc. Um, I'm going to have the new navigation as well. So it's going to have a touch screen in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we were just talking about earlier. Very excited about that. And then finally, this will be the first long-term loan that I've ever had at Motoring File that is an automatic. Whoa. Wow. Sport auto, eight-speed. I think that's okay. I, I, th- I think so, too, because on paper, that car is faster than the mail. It is. It is. I think you're right. And I, listen, guys, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little nervous because I'm going to have to learn how to drive an automatic. Right. <laughs> yes, you are. So no, you'll this have to is learn a... that. You have to put yourself to the windshield. <laughs> so this is a whole new thing for me. But I, I'm, I'm dedicated to do it. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple Saturdays and learn how to drive an automatic. <laughs> and... No parking lots, <laughs> no light pole. Yeah, stay yeah. away from the parking lots with light poles. Find some. Finds the parking lots, open spaces. Yeah, Kmart's and, uh, have, yeah, and just do it. There. But I mean, I I think to your point, like this is this is the eight-speed ASIN transmission that is really good in the Countryman. What I want to know is how how much better is it in the JCW? Because obviously it's a different software package. Right. So how does that feel? We know that the six-speed ASIN that is in the JCW F56 is actually pretty good. It's, yeah. it's it's surprisingly good. How much better is this? That's my question. Hmm. I bet it's going to be really good. I'm ex- I'm excited to hear what you find out and what you think about this car. So and yeah. you should be Let's getting see, you guys, this. You, you should be getting this. We, you should be getting this like a good weather time in Chicago as well, right? Well, so it's it's interesting because this is all wheel drive, and so this is oh, going to so be the really first opportunity um, for me to drive the new all-wheel drive system before the countryman comes out right and um so yeah i mean what the one of the first things i want to do is i want to get some all seasons and or snows on it and take it up to wisconsin or michigan and just hit some snow right and and see what it's like i mean i have a ton of experience driving the previous all four system this one is supposed to be much quicker to engage it's going to be uh theoretically a little bit more rear biased if necessary. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what that actually means in in real real world terms. All right, I'm thinking yeah, I'm thinking a donut video in an empty parking lot in the snow. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so I love that we had this conversation and nobody wants to know what color it is because that uh, well, that's um, I already color, I know what color. So Gabe, here's Gabe, here's Gabe, here's here's the thing. We already know the color. But that's when you're looking at the JCW Clubman all four, your choices are pretty similar. We talked about this when you were dropped off because you get to choose from either gray, silver, black, silver, or gray. So I'm guessing you're going black. So this car is going to be uh, rebel green. Nice. With a black top. Sad, but okay. <laughs> I think we would all we would all prefer a white top. Yes. Yes. All right. The, I would. The white top looks really nice with the rebel green. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer a white top. 
but what are you going to do? Yeah. And inside, uh, it is going to be, unfortunately, it will not have the, the JCW sports seats. It will have the excellent, I will, I will tell you, the excellent um, Cooper S sports seats. Ah, there you go. Those are good. That is even more sad. Have, uh, being an owner of the uh, JCW seats for almost a year now. Um, yeah, that is just sad. It is sad. <laughs> I, I will say this, Todd. I've spent, I, I did, I did uh, a thousand miles in those seats and they don't quite have the support that I think there's less support in those seats um, than the standard seats, but the, the rest of what they do makes up for it. Yeah. I, I don't have enough experience in the standard seats because, well, actually think about it. What was our, uh, or, or Cooper, it had the yeah. Juice. It was uh, no, it was the uh, the Cooper Thanks. S. We had on Mini Tech the States was was the the sport seats, but not the leatherette. It was the leather ones. Yeah, I thought they were fine. They were really great. I like my JCW ones a little bit better. There's there's like, less there's less um, bottom cushion support. Yeah, it's pretty and, they're hard. They're pretty hard. Yeah, and lower and lower back. But I mean, listen, they're great. Like you, you get used to it. It's not. It's not. It's almost not worth even mentioning because they're so great. I know. Quickly, Alex, what are your thoughts on the JCW seats? Then, for you know, you've had the car seven months now. Yeah, well, I don't have that. Remember, I'm one of those guys who decided. Oh, you to got go like this. Gabe. You got the stand because you hated the. God, I want to get you in the in the side. I know that's. I think so, Brian. So, Brian, don't you have the JCW seats in your car? Alex, it's a stupid move. I, I do not. Okay. Oh. Okay. Let me let me tell How you me why. Uh, I think I already justify myself on this show, but I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> so, and we're gonna so laugh re- one more time. <laughs> the reason the reason I choose them is not because they are not comfortable. They are really comfortable. They are really really good seats, right? So if you if you just for someone just thinking about comfort, <laughs> I mean th- those are nice. The one thing I didn't like on those seats is the fact that they like discretion. And the both options actually, both JCW <laughs> options like discretion, like the 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 really expensive one, like the nineteen hundred dollar ones, like they have this big you know red thing right. on the side, yeah. which is yeah. not a good red by the way. And yeah, the yeah, other ones, right. they have right. they have those stripes in the middle, like those gray, greenish. I mean, it's kind of weird what color it is. This thing, like right in the middle of the seat. And I'm like, if they had been all black, I would have go go with those seats, like no problem. But I like discretion in the interior. That's that's my thing. Yeah. So Alex, that's that's the only potential excuse you could have possibly done. <laughs> you possibly that's, said that would have like sold me. I totally, I totally hear you, and I believe that you are correct. Yeah. No, DB, I have the cross punch leather. Oh, got it. I thought you had yeah. this. Sorry. No, and and that's exactly what mine will have as well as the the black cross punch. Well, which is a fine option as well. It it is. It is. Yeah. Gabe, this is this is exciting times we're entering right now. I gotta say. <laughs> so it's exciting. It should be a few weeks. Um, obviously, it's you know it's it we'll, we'll we'll do the full unboxing on Motoring File and Instagram, etc. Um, I don't know if I can actually promise a full box that it comes above, <laughs> but um, it is maybe exciting. just get you a big bow. Yeah. Can I tell you one more thing I'm excited about? Yeah, Gabe's really excited. I'm I'm hoping this is going to be news. Never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, so it's tomorrow. It's January. It's going to be January 11th tomorrow. Yes, it's going to be a high of 40 in Chicago. Yeah. It's going to be dry. Mm. It just rained the past two days, quite a lot. Enough rain, enough rain. You guys say 
yes, enough rain mm. to it's potentially salty. wash away all the salt. Mm. Oh, you know, guys, I think tomorrow is going to be a 1M day. No. A rare wow. January 1M day. It wow. hasn't been out. I haven't driven it in two months. Wow. It's been on tender. So that's that's really when it comes down to it that's actually what i'm excited about gabe i've got right now i'm not kidding i've got my legs and my arms crossed and i'd cross my eyes but mom told me if i did that for too long i'd stay that way forever so (laughs) i'm crossing all the things for you my man all right well i appreciate that yes that's exciting times that's a nice car i like the one m i'm excited about it yeah like the countryman too um does anybody have anything else we are we've gone just just a skosh long tonight yeah, so I, I misunderstood you at the beginning of the show. I thought that Gabe knew what what the next the next mini is going to be. Um, uh, That's what I thought. Like you would reveal on the show, and uh, not not wait. the next motoring. Well, well it's obviously a hovercraft. I mean, <laughs> well, the, the next next mini, mini is going to be a pickup truck. The next mini. It's going to yeah, be a pickup truck. Model, yeah. Be a pickup truck. Oh, oh god! Because they've been posting pictures of classic mini pickups on the Instagram and Twitter. So I say the next Mini is going to be a pickup truck. An El Camino Mini Cooper. Come on. It won't be. Yes, it's going to be a Clubman without the cover on the back. It's just going to be a pickup (laughs) bed. It's going to be the Mini Mini Camino. No, not at all. No. You know what? If they want want good press from Jalopnik, that's the car they got to build. The next Mini is – I mean, you you know the cars. I mean, you know what they have. I mean, it's – there's no surprises. I mean – yeah. The refresh. I'm actually, uh, I've been working on an article, a pretty in-depth article about the 2018 refresh for a while. Um, that'll be happening in 2017. That's going to be the next big story. Mm-hmm. The, um, the 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 big story after that is the electric mini. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll yeah. be the big one. And that's going to be 2019, and that's that's it. Like that's your next mini. Right. Uh, and you, then and the after, mini pickup truck. Yeah, there's going to be the the the, the full um, fourth generation mini, which will um, which will fly and <laughs> serve you dinner at the same time. And I hear it runs on garbage, but it won't have CarPlay. <laughs> but it won't it have CarPlay. It will be really it will not have CarPlay. No, Todd, it'll have CarPlay. So it, will have, it will not have Android Auto. Yeah. But it, will, it will have a Mister Fusion. <laughs> Uh, I will be seeing the the Countryman on Friday. I think Todd will be too, right? Todd. Yes, yes, we have one here on Friday. Nice. Yep. Right in. Every dealer is getting one. Very cool. So you guys know we'll be talking probably more about that car here in the coming days and weeks as they start showing up. If you guys have got a chance to check it out, drive it for your local dealer, whatever, um, you know, click back over to WhiteRoofRadio.com, leave it on the show notes, ping us over on Twitter or on the Facebooks. That'd be super dope. Or, you know, post your pictures and tag us on Instagram. That'd be rad, too. Um, what else? Anyone? Going. <clears throat> Going. Okay. Nope. Then now, for those of you who are still remaining, let's uh, take care <laughs> of the last little bits of business here. Um, first of all, I would like to direct everybody over to the DetroitTuned.com uh, Facebook page. So, Facebook.com forward slash DetroitTuned. I want you to read up on all of the information that Chad's been posting. If you are within, I don't know... Uh, half day's drive of the shop. I want to make sure you've penciled in or actually inked in January 21st, right, Chad? For your yes. grand opening party? 
Yep, yep. So, we're having a little uh, little shindig. Little shindig over at the shop, over at the over at the new Detroit Tuned, uh, and that's happening January twenty first. Get that on your calendars, gang. Go check out the new shop. It'll be rad and awesome. You can see a bunch of cool minis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Corvettes and Volkswagens and <laughs> and the shop van. In the shop van, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? It's running that... on seven cylinders right now, so you know it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I go to Detroit Tune, is just so I can see the shop van. Come on. Just need spark plugs. Shop it's van. good. Yeah, the shop That's van. Um, and yeah, then... As of yesterday, every single car I owned was broken. <laughs> the, you know what? That's really funny because, you know, that's your chosen profession. Ball, is... but... Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then after you, of course, before you go to the Detroit Tune uh, grand opening party, I want you to click over to DetroitTune.com and, you know, get yourself something nice, please. Yeah. All right. That'd be super rad. Like, you know. Five lug spare tire for the F fifty six. Hello, hey Chad. Is your mom still making those really cool covers for the spare tires? She is. She's uh, we, she's got her own little new office now. She's super <laughs> excited. She's got a bunch of pictures of really buff dudes on calendars, and then a, a mini picture. Chad just wants you to think that he's really run a sweatshop back there. Yeah, it's, 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 what, it's what we call it, the sweatshop. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's just your mom. Yeah, it's just my mom. <laughs> That's really funny. Every once in a while, he throws a sandwich in there. <laughs> well, now there's actually a window between my office and her office, so yeah, you just smile and wave. <laughs> we, wow. we, we try to keep things really light at the shop, so we're always having fun. Oh, good. <laughs> Some of the time, we take it way too far. There you go. Again, that's DetroitTune.com. Remember, gang, uh, mark this on your calendars. January 21st. You you probably saw it on the White Roof Radio Facebook page. You probably saw it on the Detroit Tune Facebook page. If you're not following either of those pages, well, make 2017 the year you actually fix that. Um, I'll put links to those in the show notes. But go check it out. Make sure you go check out the shop. Stop by. Say Chad. Say hi to Chad. You know, tell him how rad he is. All the things. Be bitching. Right? Right. And if you're listening to this uh, like three weeks late, uh, sorry, you missed it. (laughs) (laughs) For one one of the reasons why you should stay a little bit more up to date, Chris. Um, Anyway. Um, Also, for those of you who are still listening, I would like to direct you over to MotoringStripes.com. Todd, what is new at MotoringStripes.com for 2017? Actually, there's going to be some uh, incredibly new stuff as soon as we get some stuff. We've sold out of like since the last time we talked. Uh-huh. I sold out of um, Clubman bumper protection strips again. Really, the new ones. So you can't even get you can't keep them in stock long enough to put them on the website. Yeah, so I got to get this. Todd. I'm gonna need a new. I'm gonna need a set of that. I, w- I will. Uh, I'll hook you up. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, the material is a special material. Comes from 3M, and it's been hard to get lately. So, but I ordered a an extra large supply of it. Ah, awesome. I'll tell you right now. Everything is hard to get right now. doesn't yeah. matter what it is. It could be a sticker, a sway bar, or maybe even a brand new car right now. Everything is out of stock right now. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Every manufacturer is like, it's winter. You don't need one of these. Welcome yeah. to the club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly. Motoringstripes.com. Also, I want you to make sure you click on the swag link. You can get check out the really cool keychains. They're motoring badge inspired keychains. Super duper awesome. Those are all really, really cool. Uh, of course, the stripes. Which are awesome. Todd Pearson stripes on your mini. You don't have to do a graphics party in Philly to get them done. He'll send them to you. You install them yourself. Super rad. And remember the motoringstripes.com hack is if you want the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit, use the contact form, send Todd an email, and he will send you a quote. 
Just ship one out in red. See, perfect. You can do them in bon- whatever color you like. Super duper awesome, super duper rad. All that available for you over at MotoringStripes.com because you know, blank is boring. Blank is boring. Coming yes. to stores near you, the gin. <laughs> okay. The the gin what, Chad? The gin what? Well, the uh, the motoring stripes gin. <laughs> motoring yeah, stripes. Tom's gonna Tom's gonna he's gonna do yeah. his own um his own craft of gin. Yeah, we got a still working in the background. <laughs> That's what that weird hum was this morning, wasn't it? He's got his he's got his dog guarding it. <laughs> Good grief! <laughs> a little fluffy dog. Yeah, motoring stripes gin. Yeah, okay, I think we're done. And with that, I am going to call us done. Guys, thanks so much for sticking around. We really appreciate it. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. hope everybody had a great New Year. Uh, I hope everybody's super excited for 2017. We get some, looks like uh, the event landscape is shaping up to be pretty amazing. Uh, I believe this is the Anviv year, so that should be pretty awesome, plus everything else that's happening around the, the world. What's that? Minis on the Mac is happening again this yep, year. Yep. Um, yeah. And, of course, the Dragon and whatever else there's a couple others so it Did should be amviv this year yeah yeah yes. and it's and there's going to be a change to amviv and i'm trying to get the people to give me the information so i can sneak it out to you guys before anybody else hears about it but it's supposed to be super cool from what i understand so at least our patreons yeah and don't forget about that too and we'll talk about that next time um so yeah really really cool stuff coming for 2017 i'm really excited that's just me. Um, but otherwise, we are done for tonight. I want to thank everybody. Thanks again to Brian Dallas for joining us as well from Ride Bikes Radio. Uh, that's the uh, other podcast that we do under the white roof. Brian and I talk about bicycles for everybody else. We do that every other week, just about. Just like if we're not making white roof radio, we're talking about bicycles. It's pretty rad. If you like talking about bicycles, go over there check us out. Ride Bikes Radio. We're available everywhere white roof radio is. Otherwise we, otherwise, we are done, gang. Thanks again. Um, this is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Oh, my God. Get, get, get so, everybody at once. Ready? One, two, three. I'm done. Yeah, see, we we have always sucked at this. We have always sucked at this. 11 years, almost 12 years, we have always sucked at this. Cheers. (laughs) Bye-bye. And then there's Gabe. I have an excuse. I have an excuse.